Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chad and Zay. Feels like I'm at the beach. Got hour number three. Nice vibe on this one. I'm Chad Hastings. Isaiah Collier is here. And for the third hour, he picks a beat just for you and me and maybe sometimes just for himself. What you got, Zay? Do You by Do or Die. Mm. Rap a lot records. 23's like Jordan on the Escalade. (laughs) (laughs) Do or Die? Yeah. That's a a jam. That's a good name for an act. I like that. Uh, It it really is. Good catchy beat. Yeah. A lot of things going on there. Yeah, Twister's on it. Rapping all fast and stuff. I just like the sound of the wind blowing, too. I just feel like like I'm at the coast or something. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, Do or Die, they're from Chicago, I want to say, but... They got signed by Rap-A-Lot Records, which was based out of Houston. So they threw on that Houston flow okay. with their lyrics and stuff. It worked out. It gotcha. worked out. Jay Prince did that. Do or die getting us started this hour. Uh, we'll tell you why today matters to us on this February 22nd. It's Miracle on Ice Day from back in 1980. We'll talk about that and some of the other big upsets in sports through the years. That may be the biggest one ever. Right now, though, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. We'll get into some Longhorn stuff with the great Chip Brown of Horns247.com. We do it every Wednesday about this time. Also, check out the flagship podcast uh, with Chip and the crew the morning brew article is where i went to find out about what cdc had to say and he is at chip brown 247 what's what's up chip what's going on fellas what is up man i was uh was really interested to to go through that morning brew article and uh and go through the cdc stuff i know you were uh, a part of that um let me start with uh, let me start with some money stuff here. Um, one of the questions that a lot of people have had are is how will the Big Twelve and Texas and Oklahoma kind of figure out some of the money? Uh, talk to me about this revenue distribution thing for twenty three twenty four. Ultimately, I guess that's what they figured was the most, fa- I guess, the fairest way to do this. That Oklahoma and Texas would leave one big, you know, that last batch of distribution money with the Big Twelve. Yeah. Yeah, so they they will basically uh, take nothing for their final year, the twenty three twenty four uh, school year, which obviously will begin in the fall, um, and then they'll even take a little little less in their first year in the SEC to come up with that fifty million. Uh, because the revenue distribution this past year was 42.6. So whatever, you know, whatever short of 50, uh, they would then deduct from their first year in the SEC, send that back uh, to the Big 12. So the revenue, though, is supposed to jump 
you know, to 60 million once they get to the SEC. So even if they have to trim 8 million off that, it's still more than they've ever made. And they're, you know, they're whole um, by year three, I'm told, because it, it could be 60 million. It could also, you know, get as high as 75 million. It, we'll just have to see how quickly um, that escalates. So it's, um, you know, it's a bargain. I know that doesn't sound like a bargain, but it's a bargain compared to what the bylaws of the Big 12 say, which <laughs> right. was two years, two years of revenue and, and whatever uh, damages you, you did to the media partners, in this case Fox, uh, which is getting $20 million of the combined $100 million that Texas and Oklahoma are paying to get out of the Big 12. Gotcha. You know, Chip, CDC, he talked about what what's going to happen with LHN, and I don't know if you've seen the clip of the Iowa State athletic director basically just dogging Longhorn Network because that's where the get, basketball game was last night, so it must have been hard for those Cyclone fans to tune in. But we heard CDC talk about you know the SEC network go, uh, being a part of it. How do you think that's going to work? You know, We're so used to Longhorn Network after all these years. Do you think it's going to be a smooth transition? and Texas, you know, they're always going to be on TV and be easy to be available. But how do you think it's just going to work exactly? Well, I think all the stuff that you've been watching on LHN um, is going to be on ESPN+. Plus. So, you know, all the volleyball, the baseball, the softball, I think it's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. And Texas is going to produce it themselves. And so they're going to they're gonna build a production studio. It's going to cost about $20 million. And so when LHN packs and leaves, um, Texas will create its own, you know, production uh, studio. And, and this is where, you know, their media department is going to take off. Because I think you're going to, you know, it's already been a, a great thing for, for students coming up in that program at Texas to get that kind of experience. But um, Texas will be able to produce those games themselves. And, and I think it's all going to end up on ESPN plus. So, um, you know, if you're a subscriber to that already and you're having to, you know, find some big 12 games there now, I think that's where you're going to find most of the, the games, the 175 live events that ESPN uh, was contractually obligated to fulfill as part of the LHN contract. I don't know if it'll be all of that, but um, a good portion of it, I think, is going to end up on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, Chip, for years now I've been talking to people about the things that if you love in sports where ESPN Plus might make sense. For me, it's a fight fan, uh, a tennis fan. For people that love golf, there's a lot of different, you know, uh, sort of out in the niche world of sports where ESPN Plus has been great. But I've also been mentioning to Longhorn fans here and there, hey, you might want to think about it because this Big 12, you know, this Big 12 deal. But now, considering where it looks like it's headed, I would continue to tell Texas fans, and I'm wondering if you would, too. If you haven't gotten comfortable with an ESPN Plus subscription, it's probably going to be needed if you love all of those Longhorn sports. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know what cable packages, you know, people, I don't know what people have to pay for to get LHN, but if, if you love those games and good heavens, the volleyball program just won a national championship. The softball program just got to the finals of the college world series and baseball's been to Omaha the last two years. It is probably worth it. Chad. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, one other quick one on, on that front. Um, and maybe from the, the CDC perspective, he mentioned, he talked about, you know, that LHN is essentially going to cease to exist is your understanding from what you any of those discussions? It is still going to be like an SEC network and the alternate for game days and football, or are they going to take you know a network that Longhorn Network is and then make it I don't know an additional SEC network? Could we end up with SEC and SEC two or something like that? I thought that might be the case, but I don't think so. Okay, um, and maybe maybe they get there, but. Del Conte said in that town hall that, you know, a lot of the games are going to end up on ESPN plus and that, that makes total sense because, um, I don't know that ESPN, I mean, if you're going to take LHN off their, you know, package of channels, you could technically do an sec network too, like an ESPN too. Um, so, you know, we'll have to keep listening for that, uh, especially, if, you know, if Texas rolls in and they're producing all their own, you know, content for these games and they're all on ESPN Plus and other schools are like, whoa, you know, this is, this is, you know, attracting a lot of attention. I, I mean, ESPN's going to have to make that decision, but yeah. right now they can put it on ESPN Plus. I mean, you've seen some of the games. There are some pretty low... <laughs> production games on ESPN plus. I mean, you, there's division three up there. I'm not trying to slam anything, but no, you're right. Um, you know, ESPN will put that stuff up there because it, they don't have anything to lose. If, if you're, if they're someone else is producing it and they can put it in their content platform, they'll be all for it. Yeah. Good point. Chip, you had CDC on your flagship podcast. Go check that out on YouTube, everybody. But is there anything that y'all talked about that he didn't address at the town hall meeting or anything that stood out for you in y'all's conversation? Well, I think, I think um, you know, the Rodney Terry situation where it's pretty consistent in talking to sources at UT that, they're waiting until the end of the season. So that means whenever March Madness comes to an end for Texas is when they will take up um, the question of Rodney Terry as uh, the head coach at Texas, or do they, you know, look for a new coach? And so I think that became very clear Um in the town hall and also in the podcast interview that I did. And, you know, he, he mentioned in the town hall that he, he knows that, you know, Texas is going to be playing Arkansas and, and A&M again. And, you know, there've been leaks that OU A&M and Arkansas are going to be Texas's three uh, annual opponents in football in the SEC. Um, 
but he said, no, we don't know yet. We don't know yet because we don't know if it's a nine-game schedule or an eight-game schedule. I told you guys last week everything's pointing toward that nine-game schedule and that the most likely scenario will be three annual opponents in football with six rotating um, games. And, and that way you, you, know, you don't wait more than four years to play everybody. And, and that, that's what the SEC has been lacking with this 14 uh, number. You know, you, what, there was 12 years before Alabama and Georgia played a regular season game. I mean, that, that, that can't happen. I mean, you got to make it where you're, you're playing each other more than that. So uh, I think that's where we're headed. Gotcha. Chip, you mentioned Coach Terry and CDC saying that they're going to wait to the very end before they announce a new head coach or if they even keep Coach Terry. But it definitely looked good on his resume with the victory last night, 18-point win. And that's the horns that we want to see when March comes around. You know, you need to be playing your best ball. And if Tyrese Hunter and Arterio Moore is going to come off the bench and play the way they did along with the core guys that have been playing well all season, you got to like the way Texas looks. Yeah, I mean, if uh, man, if Tyrese Hunter can just just dive into his defense, because I actually looked at the numbers and I wrote about this today in the Morning Brew. His numbers offensively are not that far off from what they were a year ago. It's his numbers defensively that are a little bit off, you know. And and his assists, he had more assists last year than he than he does this year. And I think he has tried to you know, figure out his role with Marcus Carr and, and Marcus Carr is thriving. We know that he's, he's gone from, you know, averaging 12 points per game last year to 17 and he's their bucket getter when they need, when they need to, you know, make a run or an answer. And, and Tyrese Hunter's steals are down, his blocks are down. And that's where, he's so good you know he creates steals and becomes a one-man fast break and if he can just dive into that and and just play with that that intensity that he he showed earlier in the year the first eight games and and last year as well then this team will will you know definitely benefit from that because you're right arterio morris comes in gives them a lift you've got great energy from christian bishop dylan DeZeus, you know making plays everybody's the rotation looks natural last year it didn't look natural you know and guys weren't necessarily comfortable or getting better and this year they are and I think that that's a credit to Terry and that whole coaching staff I mean Del Conte's right they got they got three other coaches on that bench with head coaching experience other than Rodney Terry and Donna Wald um, and Chris Ogden and, uh, and so, you know, when you look at all those guys and, and how it's all fitting together, it's been so much fun to watch. It's one of the best stories in college basketball. And, and here they are. I mean, three games to go. They're tied with Kansas atop the Big 12, you know, standings. And Texas has never won a regular se- a Big 12 regular season championship. And um, it's going to be tough. they got to go to Baylor. they got to go to TCU and Kansas is at home against Tech in West Virginia before coming to Austin to play Texas. But, man, you'd love it if that March 4th game in Austin between the Jayhawks and the Longhorns is, is for the title.
Yep, and that's not going to just be because Kansas is coming to town loud. It's going to be everything loud with what the Moody Center has become. Uh, that's Chip Brown, Horns247.com. Check out that flagship podcast. Uh, we mentioned the CDC interview uh, part of that one this week. Also, the Morning Brew article breaking down um, some of the things CDC got into this week with the media. Chip, before I let you go, quick story. I heard Mike Harge yesterday say he was at a game at the Moody Center and felt like he needed to text the person next to him because it was so loud. Ten years ago, did you think anybody would ever say that about a Texas basketball game? Never. Never. And it's, yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, and they play that music loud, and, and there are points in the second half where, you know, there's crowd noise pumped into whatever they're putting out over the speakers, and it all works, man, because... It, it it's thumping. I mean, it's it's got uh, it's definitely got a home court advantage that uh, I has been so long overdue here. It's it's ridiculous, but it's awesome. It's fun to go to those games now. Yeah, Bill Self's going to freak out. <laughs> Bill Self, I know he's, he's already him. heard about it, I'm sure, but Bill Self is going to freak out when he uh, feels that for the first time. Like, whoa, they do have something down in here in Austin now. Uh, Chip, we always appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. Thanks, Chuck. Good stuff there. Yeah, uh, Moody Center rocking again last night. You can feel it coming through the TV. Another thing that CDC said before we hit this break, Zay, that I thought was great, was awesome. There can be this feeling of, well, we are Texas. We love making money. Why don't we go ahead and open a section or two up top? Nope. Because we're packing it, and immediately CDC shut it down. That was a great answer to what he said. We designed it this way. We designed it this way for this atmosphere, and we're getting the atmosphere we wanted, and it's around 10000 or so, and we're not budging. Well done, CDC. That's the answer. That yeah. is the answer to the question. That, I thought that was great. Yeah, because we still don't know what this team's going to look like when they're not top 10 in the nation. <laughs> That's fair. How, where are people going to come out and see then? That yeah. 10000 might be uh, – 9,000-something, depending on how good this team is. We know how these fans could get when this basketball team is bad. It is the right number. And then the other thing for me, as somebody who not only deals with this perspective of it for the job, but also having gone to A&M and seen what Reed Arena can be, and they've adjusted some things there. It was popping last night. Watching last night, both venues, it was so cool. I can't wait for when both football stadiums are cranked up and SEC environments and everything like that. Like that, but to have those two basketball venues, to have that potential of volume, and have that idea where an SEC team is going to come in in five, ten years to face either one of those teams, it's going to be tough. And obviously, when they're playing each other in those barns, it's going to be awesome. Y'all got better lights at Reed Arena. I saw it's a lot brighter on the court when the court just looks better. But yeah, it's going to be a dark ass arena. They've they've gone through some things over there. Yeah, they've they've worked at it. It took some time. Yeah, it took some time. Buzz too busy worrying about his three-piece suits, not worrying about what's going on around him, <laughs> finally. Uh, yeah, I think they finally got the lighting right in there. That doesn't feel like a weird play. There's a little they, <laughs> game lighting. They yeah, got game lighting, game lighting in there. Yeah, they had, they had it on the wrong setting. That's all it was. Yeah, because if you watch the Lakers, it's dark around Staples Center, but on the court, 
It's life because it's showtime. It's yes. like a show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what you got to go for. That's what you got to go uh, for. That's what you got to look for, maybe. All right, so uh, that is uh, is where Texas is basketball-wise. Uh, thanks to Chip for his time. little CDC talk there. We're going to keep breaking that down throughout the week. I thought there was some good stuff in there from, uh, from CDC this week. Texas and Baylor, remember, Saturday up in Waco. If you want to make the trip up there, you have been warned. That place can get pretty crazy when it's packed full of folks in green. Saturday at 1, 12. 1230 pregame right here on the horn coming up next why today matters it's miracle on ice day we'll talk about that plus the birthday of one of my favorite upsets in sports history and one of the first basketball players i ever fell in love with has a birthday today we'll hit it all next on the horn when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Chad and Zay. All money in, it's just us four. It's just copy, it's just hoggy, it's just rep It's just Adam, it's just black salmon, both the fast. Where your 600 bands, where your rovers at? He just got right into that one, didn't he? Yeah. Jump right in. All right, hour number three. We're about to tell you why today matters to us. Set the schedule tonight for you as well. But first, what do you got, Zay? Nipsey Hustle. Mm. Rest in power, Nipsey. Nipsey Hustle. And is that a Houston guy? No, no. Uh, Not a Texas LA. guy. Oh, L.A., okay. Yeah, right. he literally died on Crenshaw. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, that was within the last just couple of years, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Was he a part of a group or was it a separate act? No. All by himself? Separate act. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he was the one that was with Lauren London when he passed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's pretty incredible to see her out here acting and stuff with everything that happened. Like the love of your life gets gunned down. Yeah. They're about the same age? Yeah. Coming up at yeah. the same time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nipsey Hustle, Go West, Gene Knight, Glass Tiger, Merciful Fate. They've all been on the show today. Plus, the do or die beat to start the hour was great. Uh, tomorrow at 2 o'clock, we'll get into a musical discussion that you probably won't hear very many places. Zay's going to talk about Def Leppard's hysteria. A little bit out of his comfort zone, but he's willing to check it out. I'm going to be talking about ODB himself. That's right. Old Dirty Bastard. Return to 36 Chambers. The dirty version. Y'all know I love the dirty version of music. I've enjoyed listening to that. And, and it's dirty right away, too. <laughs> the thing I like about Old Dirty Bastard, he's not going to make you wait around for the dirty. You get to it pretty quickly. Uh, so we will be talking about those albums tomorrow at 2 Five. I'm going through the Wu-Tang solo albums. Zay's going through a series of albums that either I picked, or in this case, my wife picked the Def Leppard. Next week, my daughter's going to have him listen to a Janelle Monet album. I'm excited about that. And then I got two more for him after that. Uh, a little more on the rock side of things to uh, to check out. And then we'll be headed down some weird roads with albums. I talked to a buddy the other night trying to give me ideas of albums we should listen to. He came up with some really strange ideas because that's what Rick Sacamano is all about, weird music. So It has to be somewhat known. Yeah, no, no. That's like somewhat thing. a big record. Right. We're going to go with stuff that is supposed to be important. Okay. So I'm reaching out to the music snobs I know to say, 
Give me an album that matters. Matters to you, matters to music, that kind of stuff. That's why I'm having you listen later on to ACDC's Back in Black. Okay. It is the second best-selling album of all time after Thriller. Damn. So I figure, all right, let's let him listen to it. Now, which Janelle Monet album does Monkey want me to listen to? Dirty Computer. Okay. Yep. Came out a few years ago. Apparently it is her most recent album. Right. Yes. What? She, she's she's very excited for you to hear that. So we will get into all of that tomorrow on a Thursday show with a little more music talk. Want to remind you, uh, Rod and Harge coming up. Ball don't lie at three at seven o'clock. It is Wednesday night flex. We talked to Zach Lucero earlier. If you're a Stony Point fan, your guide Josiah Mosley scheduled to join him about seven thirty. Stony Point advance got their thirtieth win this week. They advance to the next round, and I actually saw the matchup thanks to FLXATX.com. And it is, uh, oh, Steel. They're going to take on Cibolo Steel in the next round. And Steel's a 20 win team. Stony Point 30 and 1 now. So check out Wednesday Night Flex at 7. Longhorn Blitz podcast is at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, fight night, and 10 o'clock, sports guys talking wrestling. That is our Wednesday night lineup tonight. All right, let's get into why today matters. It's a big day in the world of sports on 222. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, on 222, it is uh, the day that a lot of the sports world gives a tip of the hat to the USA over USSR. It is probably, is arguably, the greatest team sports upset of all time. 1980. February 22nd, I can remember watching it. It was tape delayed back then. Nobody saw it happen live, but back in those days, nobody spoiled it because we didn't have a way to get it spoiled. But I remember watching it in the living room of the house, and for some reason, it was like, I don't know if my parents had heard what happened somehow, but they decided it mattered to them. They were kind of Olympics people, and they'd get into So they brought us in, and I remember sitting on the floor in the living room watching the game, and I could tell as the game was going on, Zay, that the United States wasn't supposed to be winning this game. And then it was the, – the, even though nobody in the room knew hockey, right. I could tell my parents were freaking out like, oh, this isn't supposed to be happening. Yeah. So I remember watching it and Do You Believe in Miracles? So nobody technically saw it, can say they saw it live, but when they re-showed it, I was there watching and I remember it. It's still – it's still one of the craziest things that we've ever seen. I haven't seen the movie that they made of it. I haven't either with Kurt Russell. Yeah, it's called Miracles or M- Miracles, Mir- something like that. It's just called Miracle, and yeah. I think it's it's terrific from what I hear. Telling the story of Coach, is it Herb Brooks? Uh, Mike Ruzioni is the captain. I think it's Jim Craig is the goalie, if I'm remembering these names right. Uh, just an incredible story of young guys and college guys taking on a team from Russia that was like established professionals for years, and they were just supposed to eviscerate everybody else. Yeah, and they is, took them out. This is America. We don't play hockey like that. No, no, they they're playing the Great North. They were playing a whole different brand. Uh, so if you have a uh, an upset that maybe you like as well or better than the Miracle on Ice, you can let us know. One of my favorite upsets of all time does have a birthday today. Michael Chang is 51 years old. One of my favorite tennis upsets ever is Michael Chang over Yvonne Lendl in the 80, I believe it's the 89 French Open. I think it was the quarters against Lendl. He's cramping up in the match. First time we'd ever really, I'd ever really seen that in tennis. The legs, I and mean, because Michael Chang was a little dude, he was maybe five seven, five eight, something right. like that. 
His legs are cramping up. They're going four or five hours on the clay in Paris. He's cramping up. He's doing the underhanded serve. Not to be, you know, snarky. That's all he could do. He couldn't get the serve off. That's freaking Lindell out. And then Lindell, I believe, double faulted to end the match. And Michael falls on the clay crying. and It was incredible. And then he goes on to win the tournament. Yeah. Took out somehow Stefan Edberg in that final. I still don't know how Michael won that match. Michael Chang, not the greatest, not the greatest American men's tennis player by a ways, but it's one of the greatest stories we've ever gotten to see. He's one of the toughest mothers I've ever seen on a tennis court. And I'll never forget when he pulled that upset of Lendl. I was a Lendl hater, never liked Yvonne Lendl. And watching him beat Lendl that day. Biggest smile I think I've ever had on my face. Yo, if I catch a cramp now in my early 30s, I might call you and say I can't come to work the next day. Right. Like, that's how bad I'm at. Oh. The fact that he was still able to go and perform, it was crazy. that's mad impressive. Yeah, go pull up some of those highlights. That was How unreal. long ago was that? When was that? 89. 89. 89. He's 51 years old today. I'm sure he can still get around a tennis court pretty well. Uh, speaking of a guy who can still get around, Zay, Dr. J. 73 today. Julius. Happy birthday to Dr. J. Old school. It's a good one. Oh, wow. Very unsung, out of the way. I did, I never saw him play here. By the time I was saw him, he was already a sixer. I didn't even see him play in the ABA. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For some reason, I'm just thinking ABA, but that can't be right. Yeah. It is a school that for a little while – I mean, I guess it's still it's, – it's a basketball school if it's anything. And it is – Small, I think they have a football program, but uh, and there's a couple other names that you'll know when I say it. But he's the biggest. Who is it? UMass. Wow. Yeah, that's Dr. right. Doctor huh? J went to UMass, and later on, it's Marcus Camby and, and those guys. Yeah. But yeah, Doctor J, one of the first guys I can remember. Even though I ultimately went Lakers over Celtics, I was rooting for his group over those Lakers in '83. I fell in love with that team. That's the first team that wasn't a Mavericks team that I just latched onto and thought, oh, if it can't be my team, that's the one I want. Him, Moses, Andrew Tony, Mo Cheeks, and Bobby Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones. Oh God, what a team! Team was tough, man. I love that They'll team. Fight you, yeah. You could throw it in the post. Moses Malone, he go get you buckets. Mo Cheeks ran the show. Julius Irvin was a little older, yeah, but he, was. he could still get up and do some things. He dunked on Magic nasty in one of those yeah. finals where Magic like hugged his ass yeah. or something. That was <laughs> that was funny, but yeah, those Sixers teams in the early '80s they were good. They're really good. The first time I saw Dr. J do the thing where he flies under the basket, <sighs> extends the arm. Reverse fly, layup. Reverse layup flying under the basket. To this nuts. day, it still gets me. Even now, with all that we've seen guys do, there's still something about that move that still gets me to react. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I feel you. It was something. And I was also crushed when, I saw, when he lost that first dunk contest. Crushed. Him against Larry Nance. Yeah. Oh, I was all Dr. J. Team Dr. J that day. And they didn't give it to him. They gave it to Larry Nance. Oh, that sucked. That was so. What did Larry do? He didn't. I can't. He didn't dunk the ball twice. I feel like that's Connie Hawkins. Yeah, I can't even remember what it was that that locked it down. Like I think Dr. J tried to do the free throw line, the free throw line, but he could. He had to leave from just in front. Uh, He couldn't do the legit free throw line, which I think he did in the ABA days when they did an ABA dunk contest. I think he did. Dr. J pulled off the legit. Uh, free throw line, which we've only seen really a couple times in the actual dunk contest. That's one the guys still need to be doing, by the way. I don't know why they've put that one to the side. It's a tough one to pull off, and literally only a couple guys have ever really actually done it. Yo, 
my man, Big Kev, father-in-law, Kevin, he told me like back when in his younger days during the ABA, he would go over to San Antonio and watch Dr. J versus George Gervin go at it. Oh, that had like, to be going, great. Like, putting up 40 balls going against each other. Some of the best basketball he told me he's ever seen. That's awesome. Back in the day. A- that's ABA days, Yeah, ABA right? days. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good stuff. Happy birthday to Dr. J. All right, there's a couple of additions, a couple reasons why today matters to us. And again, shout out to that Miracle on Ice team. If you haven't seen Miracle, Zay hadn't seen it, I haven't seen it, I need to go watch it. Maybe it's a good night to pull up Miracle. Uh, let's see, would that be a Disney-associated movie? So maybe on Disney+. Plus, Go check it out. It's on one of your streaming services, I'm sure. Uh, before we get out of here, we'll go stems and seeds. A couple of notes from the world of football, including a story about... Uh, Let's see, we got a little update of the Titans trying to get under the cap. And guess who's coming to pro football that's never been there before as a coach? This one's kind of interesting to me. We'll tell you about it on the horn. Chad and Zay. All right, just about to wrap it up on a Wednesday. Now, I heard the word dirty mentioned. Trying to throw me off there. Dirty? Oh, like ODB? Yeah, I heard the word dirty, but this doesn't sound like him. Not even close. No, no, it does not sound like him. Okay, but I feel like I've heard this song. Yeah, it was a classic during the... Mid two thousands. Yeah, I just I, I don't I, I don't know the artist though. I'm, I'll try to commit this to memory when you tell me who is it. Chingy, 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 Chingy. Spell it. C H I N G Y. <laughs> okay, Chingy, Chingy, Chingy. Chingy had a little run. He had a little. Okay. You know, three year run maybe. No, this thing was huge. Right? Oh, this was big. Yeah, this was a massive hit. Uh, if I've heard this song, that tells me because yeah. I wouldn't have come up with that artist name, but I know I've heard this song. Chingy, Nipsey, Ru- uh, Nipsey, Nipsey Russell, Nipsey Hustle, Go West, Gene Knight, Glass Tiger, Merciful, Fate have all been on the show today. The Do or Die beat to start the hour. Uh, I may develop into a Nipsey Hustle fan. I have always been a big Nipsey Russell fan from back in the day. I grew up on some Nipsey Russell. Uh, I did love him. And uh, I, every time I hear somebody talk about Nipsey Hussle, it is nothing but high, high levels of respect. That's why Zay played the tune earlier. Uh, and we are certainly glad you are here today. Thanks to those of you who have subscribed to the YouTube page, youtube.com slash at the Horn Austin. We're up to 743 subscribers. Thank you for that. We're looking to get up to 800 and then 1,000 and then beyond and all that kind of good stuff. So we appreciate you helping out there. If you want to check out a little bit of what it looks like as well as what it sounds like, you can check out the YouTube page. We're on Twitch as well. Of course, hornfm.com and the Horn app. I know 1260 has been giving people a little bit of issues today after the weather. Uh, It's been experiencing some stuff. So thank you so much for getting the app and staying with us and figuring out a way to listen. Uh, We do appreciate the loyalty. All right, uh, let's get you stems and seeds. we got a couple notes in the world of football for you. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Sometimes they're just college guys or they're just pro guys, and you just can't imagine them doing the other. Well, Willie's going to try to prove us all wrong. Willie Taggart has been a college guy his whole career, head coach, 
you will remember him from one of a few stops, right? Florida State or Oregon, Western Kentucky, South Florida. He was at Florida Atlantic for the last three years. Got fired in November. Zay, he was going to go to Colorado with Dion, but instead he's going to the NFL. He's going to be the Baltimore Ravens running backs coach and hang out with Todd Monken and obviously John Harbaugh and that crew. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. I mean, maybe Willie saw the writing on the wall with all this Pac-12 mess and said, you know what, Dion? Too many unanswered questions over there. Let me go to something more secure for me. And, yeah, I guess the NFL is that. So we'll see. I, I know Baltimore Ravens are going through their thing with Lamar Jackson. I was about to say, where's the security there, though? Yeah, that's that's, know. that's what I'm saying. That's mm. the thing. That, the heck could Monken possibly tell him guaranteed? What could Harbaugh tell him right now that he knows for sure? You in the NFL. <laughs> That's it. The Shield. Do some serious networking while you're here. Between now and March 7th, we'll keep our eye on that. Does Lamar Jackson get the franchise tag? And if he does get the tag, does he play for the tag? Does he just duck his head and work? Or does he hold out? Because then you got a whole other problem if you're the Ravens. Then a whole other issue shows up. So we'll yeah. see. March 7th is that deadline. Are the Cowboys going to franchise tag Tony Pollard? That's one of the big discussions they're going to have to get into. That feels like the right guy for them. Yes. That feels like the guy they should tag. Cut Zeke, snip, snip. I think that's probably going to happen, too. Bye, and Ezekiel. And are they gonna it's lose? been fun. They're probably going to lose Dalton Schultz, too, aren't they? Yeah, but there's some really good tight ends in the draft that they could pluck. And I don't know if Hendershot or Ferguson could step up like Dalton Schultz did and with how Dak Prescott loves some Dalton Schultz and how bad he was last year, that might be a little bit of an issue. Hey, our guy, uh, our guy Mike Harge, coming up here on Ball Don't Lie. Apparently, he is a freak for Wisconsin football. In addition to loving the Longhorns, he likes to watch Wisconsin, but he loves Ferguson. He thinks Ferguson can be that guy. Okay, he, he thinks he can step up and be the target. We'll see. God, I hope he's right. They, they they had a couple moments. He's, they did. He's had moments. Hendershot's had some. Um, I think they could maybe step up, but I'm going to miss Dalton Schultz. Yeah, well, it'll be Dalton Schultz production. Exactly. I'm going to miss that guy. Uh, one other quick note in the NFL. The Titans are making room under the cap. They got rid of left tackle Taylor Lewan, wide receiver Robert Woods, and kicker Randy Bullock. So if you need any of those things, these are guys that are going to be out there. Here's something else we look for, Zay, as we get up towards the franchise tag day free agency, and other things. How many guys like this get let go? Lawan is 31 years old um, and was the number 11 pick in the draft. Pro Bowl level offensive line. Three-time Pro Bowler. 31 years old. What's left? What's left on the bone for him? Would somebody want him? Is Robert Wood still viable? I would even tell y'all as an Aggie fan, I wouldn't mess with Randy Bullock. I wouldn't mess with him. He's, oh, yeah. he's not consistent enough for me. He's not consistent enough. In fact, he's kind of like his quarterback in Tennessee. That Yikes. Ryan, that Ryan Tannehill up and down. Randy Bullock will give you moments where you're like, Randy, I thought you were the guy here. He's not He's not as locked down as I think he needs to be. Are the Titans regrouping? They starting over? I don't know about starting over, but we need to see where they're going to be by the, by the time we get to the season what is their quarterback situation? Yeah, because the Malik Willis thing, with how he looked and the situations y'all put him in last year, I don't know about that one. That's not happening. And is Tannehill back? 
Do you want him back? Is he an option even if he is? Yeah, they've got to figure out what's going on there. So look for teams to start clearing cap room that way as well. Ball Don't Lie coming up. 7 o'clock, it's Wednesday Night Flex. 8 o'clock, Longhorn Blitz Podcast. Fight Night at 9. 10 o'clock, Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. Plus over on the bat, Longhorn Weekly with Coach Schaefer. we got a lot for you tonight on the Austin Radio Network. Keep it right here and have a good Wednesday. See ya!